tank and you know I got soul. So let's get started here. Um, what we like to do, I just want to ask, because um, I was listening to the Sex, Love & Pain 2 album earlier, and then on the intro, of course, it's so heavily inspired by Jodeci. So I want to just start off the interview by asking, you know, what were some albums or what was the album that you felt like influenced, or influenced you or inspired you growing up when it comes to R&B? I mean, shoot, I mean, you said a mouthful there with that Jodeci. Right. I mean, you, could, <laughs> you could list all three of those albums, you know what I'm saying? Um, um, of course, you know, there was a lot of uh, babyface um, influence, you know what I mean, that went along in there, uh, some Prime McKnight, uh, uh, you know, I guess before all the craziness, there was some Kells, you know what I mean, part of it. And then, of course, my gospel roots, you know, with Reverend John P. Key and Kim Burrell and Commissioned and, um, you know, all of those moments just kind of fused all together and, uh, and created me. Right. And it's kind of cool, you know, just listening to some of these influences. And you're a songwriter and a producer as well. So let's take Devontae Swing, for example. He's, you know, someone you looked up to as a producer and a songwriter that analyzes his work. What did you like about his work? Um, I love I love the instrumentation. Um, you know, I love the edge that he put on his R&B. You know what I mean? It just had a certain kind of aggression to it that R&B just didn't have before Jodeci came along. Even like his har- harmony arrangements, like it was like they were aggressive harmony arrangements. You know what I'm saying? Like, like. Jojo will be singing in his full chest with a, a full soprano note, just, I mean, just heavy, you know what I mean? Um, and then he would also like the way he would do the music is he would have segments that went, you know, where it, would, it wouldn't just go hook, then second verse, it would go hook, uh, pre-second verse, then second mm-hmm. verse, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or he, and then he would go, he would go after he would go after the third hook, then he would go to a vamp, you know what I'm saying? And then after he would do whatever he would do after the last hook of the song, then he would segue into an interlude that was musical as well with some type of storyline. And like he just, he was just doing anything he could think of and, and, and making it work. Like it was just, it was just, he was completely outside of the box and it just sounded like, you know, there was so much freedom involved in him making that project. Right. So to project. basically sum it all up, can we all just admit that uh, My Heart Belongs to You by Jodeci, one of the greatest songs ever? <laughs> one of the greatest songs ever, period. Point blank. One go. of the greatest songs ever. Yes, sir. We can say that. So, yeah. so let's get started on, on you. Uh, Elevation, set to come out very soon. Um, I always like to hear the meaning behind your title as you explained Savage to us last time. It was a very aggressive approach, very aggressive title. What's Elevation mean to you? Well, I think Elevation for me is call to, you know, not get comfortable, call to do more. You know what I mean? Sometimes when you're having success and you're having like the biggest moments of your career, you know, you can kind of stop and, you know, smell the flowers. And I don't want to do that. Like I wanted to push myself uh, to another level. You know what I mean? I wanted to be inspired to go to a different space. And so elevation was the title and elevation was the mode I was in. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's it was it was kind of elevating everything. Like, in, in my Savage album, Six of Pain Two album, like I was very, um, I was very aimed in a direction. And now with this elevation, you know, from sonically, uh, uh, lyrically, melody wise, I'm tackling a bunch of different areas. You know what I'm saying? Um, so 
it, I'm trying to take I'm trying to take it all to another level. You know what I mean? The R and B that is now and the R and B that we know and love. You know what I mean? I'm trying to take it all and just take it higher, man. Nice. Now, you know, you talked a little bit about the sound of R and B and you know, when I look at the landscape of it, you know, of course you have the trap stuff that's going on on urban radio, but then you have Bruno and LMA, they kinda of drop more nineties influenced R and B and then of course on, on the pop world people like Adele and Sam Smith, more of that piano and, and gospel singing type of records. How do you decide what you want to do on a project? Um, I mean, I just, I just, I just do what feels right. You know what I'm saying? I, I do what, I do what, you know, I do what's, what's honest, you know what I'm saying? And how I'm feeling um, for that moment. You know what I'm saying? Like we have, we have kind of all of those, moments that you speak of, you know, the nineties and the, the piano and the gospel and all of these things. And then, you know, um, in terms of making the music like that's, I think that's not, that's not the hard part. That's the easy part. You know what I'm saying? Um, from a business standpoint, trying to figure out where that music lives, you know, is, is the tough part. You know what I mean? Because, you know, as, as, as I speak about the roots of where I came from in terms of R and B, you know, I come from a very traditional style of R and B, you know, but I've kind of had to, you know, conf- you know, not I've had to kind of add pieces to what is new R and B in order to make sure that there are spaces for my music to live in. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I, I, as much as I'd love to put out a, a piano uh, gospel, you know what I'm saying, uh, ballad like a Sam Smith, there would be, you know, there would be very few ears on it. You know what I'm saying from a business <laughs> standpoint. So I got to be smart about that because I don't have, you know, I don't have as many advantages or avenues as those guys doing that thing over there. So I kind of got to play, you know, I got to play smart with my music. You know what I'm saying? So I, I just kind of, yeah, once we started with Sex, Love and Pain 2 and we found a direction and we found a lane um, that we could own, we just kind of stayed in that space and started growing in that space. So now everything now, it's, it's everything now is just growth from, you know, from that, you know what I'm saying? It's all just growth and continuing to grow. Right. And I think what's interesting, you mentioned Sex, Love and Pain too, the record with uh, Rich Homie Kwan, and you had another one with Yo Gotti. Records mm-hmm. like that, I think if your peers would have put that out, I don't think their core audience would have accepted it. But it seems like your core audience has followed you and they've embraced it. What's the key to that? How have you been able to bring them along for the ride? Um, I think, you know, I think people are very smart in terms of... um figuring out who's singing, you know what I mean? Um, I think that's what happens when um, when moments don't catch, is that they're not connected to the artist or they feel like what the artist is singing, um, he's not connected to, you know what I mean? So, you know, when I'm writing the, the She With The Shit with with uh, Rich Homie Kwan or I'm singing I Love You, you know what I'm saying, with, with Yo Gotti, like when you see the imagery and you and you hear it like you understand that it's not just a song like i'm i'm actually giving you pieces of my life like this is this is how it's happening you know what i'm saying and so you know they it's it's not just music anymore it's lifestyle too you know what i mean so they're having an opportunity to continue to ride with me as i ride through life and the songs just connect you know what i mean so um yeah i mean it, it's crazy that you say that yeah it's 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 a tough. Um, I wouldn't say it was a tough switch. It was just a tough addition, um, right? To what I do. 
Right. And Tank, I interviewed you probably about oh, seven years now. This was during the This Is How I Feel album. And I remember asking you about the record, the, the self-titled record, um, This Is How I Feel. And that was produced by Danger. And at the time, I was like, this might be a little too unorthodox for Tank. So I asked you about the process of that record. And you simply just said, I can do it all. And at that time, I didn't know what you meant. But now when I see you making this new, this new music that you're, you're, you're making, it's like you can really just do it all. And what I like about it is on records like F It Up and um, your, your latest single, you still add musicality to the record with the harmonies, which a lot of trap records don't. Is that, is that intentional to make sure that the R&B is still intact? Um, it's, just, it's just me. You know what I mean? Like it's not a, uh, it's not me. You know, going back and listening to songs. Like, okay, guys, we got to figure out how to, a way to be more R and B. You know what I mean? It's really just, you know, certain things will feel right. You know what I'm saying? In certain spaces, and so that's just kind of what I do. And and sometimes it don't. You know what I'm saying? I got right. songs where, shoot, I ain't, don't need no backgrounds, don't need no doubles, right. don't need no. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just, it's just, it's just good raw the way it is. You know what I mean? So it's. It's very case by case for me, you know what I mean, and I don't, and I don't purposely try to say, oh, I gotta be R and B. Like I said, I just let the growth speak, you know what I mean, and and whatever that is, um, I live with it, you know what I mean, and I give my fans an opportunity to hear me just being honest. Right. So you know, a lot of people have been very excited about the record that you have with JoJo on the album. Can you talk about that one? What's that going to sound like? Oh man, it's it's, it's uh, you know, I, I wanted I wanted to put JoJo in a space like you know, like JoJo is like you know I've, I've watched JoJo grow up since, from a kid like a baby, you know what I'm saying? Right. And now she's like this, you know, this this gorgeous woman, you know what I mean? And it's like, um, I think she, I think she kind of downplays it, you know what I mean? Just just how you know how 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 other people see her you know what i mean and i'm like i'm like jojo i'm telling you these streets these streets is talking about you like they boiling over about you you know what i'm saying and you know i was like they want to they they want to they want a version of you like they want to they want to be able to look at you and look at you a certain way they want to gawk over you they want to you know what i'm saying and so this song right here really puts her in that space to where you have to double take and look at JoJo like, 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 oh my God, you know what I mean? Like where you're going to have that moment, like, oh my God, I need to, I need to go to her page and like some of her pitches. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's, it's that type of vibe, man. And it's, it's so cool because, you know, her, you know, we both, we both kind of got out of, you know, a tough situation. And so for both of us to make it out of that situation, now we've, you know, this is our first opportunity to come together and really do some music. You know? So uh, it was, it was, it was really a dope, really a dope moment. Right. Now on social media, a couple of weeks ago, you know, our site and you, we, we got into a little squabble. Um, we, we had talked about, you know, we want the old tank back, the sex, love and pain tank. And, you know, for us, that comes from a good space. You know, we just felt like that era for you, it made such a huge impact in our lives. And obviously, we see the success that you're having now. But when you read comments like that internally, it must it's, it must be tough to read that and think you have to compete with yourself, or do you really have to? No, I don't. You know what I mean? Like, I, I understand that everything had its place in time. 
You know what I mean? Um, like, like you take an album like Stronger, which was, right. you know, um, completely musical, um, completely like a grab from from old older R&B, from Prince, from Rick James, from, you know, all of these really dope moments that I was like, man, if we get musical like this and get the live string, get the live horns, get, you know, all of these things, it'll be dope. And maybe the R&B fan is ready for this. And they completely were not. They didn't even understand what I was doing. I was like, let me get back to my roots. And I realized that, that, that as connected as I am to, to, to my roots musically, everybody else isn't, right. you know? And so me trying to purposely go back and grab that was, was contradicting to the growth that I had done. You know what I mean? In, in terms of being in, being in this, being in this music business, being musical, being the creative behind so many artists from Chris Brown to whoever else, it was kind of contradictory to, to that. And so I had to I had to level with myself and say, okay, well, who are you now? You know what I mean? Don't try to force or, you know what I mean, or cater or anything like that. Who are you now? And that's where we got Six Love and Pain too. You know what I mean? Right. And so, you know, with me, like I told you before, like I'm I'm completely okay with however the chips fall as long as I get to be honest. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I'm just honestly being who I am, the version of myself, the best version of myself right now. I'll never go back and try to relive any moment. I'll never go back and right. try to, ooh, I need another please don't go, or ooh, I need another maybe I deserve, or ooh, I need another when we, I'm not, I don't do that. I keep right. moving forward. And right. that's it. Right. And then I guess the plus side for a lot of Tank fans is you have like 300 songs floating around YouTube, so they could easily just go to those. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> Apple definitely got me on that one. Right. You uh, my whole computer. Yeah. So, you know, when it comes to today's R&B, of course, you know, everyone tries to adapt to what's going on, listeners, artists. The one thing that I find that's very tough to uh, manage from a listening standpoint is the lack of bridges and records being like two minutes and 14 seconds. You know, as an artist, how do you feel about what's going on there? Um, you know, some of which you gotta, you know, you, you have to understand like us, like, like I said, like I'm a, I'm, you know, I own a label, you know what I mean? So part of, part of that is me understanding, um, those those different types of musical nuances, you know what I'm saying? Where songs are shorter. Oh, where there aren't that many bridges. Oh, where there aren't that many chord changes here, or there aren't that, you know what I'm saying? It's understanding all of those spaces and all of those things. And at some point tapping into them, you know what I mean? To make sure that you're able to, um, your music is able to live um, in these new spaces and, 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 and float in these new currents. You know what I mean? So like, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me at all. It, it, I think it only, it would only bother me if I wasn't able to um, keep up and understand it, but I understand it, you know? So for me, it's just about, it's just about continuing to navigate, you know what I mean? And, and like, it's, I, you know, I, I mean, I've heard people express, man, ain't no bitches no more. And you, ain't, you can't even do this. Can you do that? Like I get it, but <clears throat> you know, what are you going to do at one point uh, in the NBA? it was all about a big man. You had to have a big, a, a big center, a big man to be the focal point of your offense. 
You know what I'm saying? Or they felt like you weren't going to get to a championship. So what was happening? Everybody was recruiting big men. Everybody was looking for the for the Shacks or the next Shacks or the Kim Olajuwon's or the you know what I'm saying? And then you right. got a kid named Steph Curry who comes along and completely changes in the Golden State Warriors, and they completely change the idea of basketball, like completely. Like you no longer have this guy who can't run up the floor, but your center has to be somebody who can actually uh, who can actually run the team. So Draymond Green at some point becomes the point guard. You know what I'm saying? Or, or you know what I'm saying? So, so, but what did what did the other NBA teams do? They didn't they, they didn't close down and shut down shop. No, they started drafting centers that that could play point guard. You know what I mean? Right. And it's the same thing with the music business. You know what I'm saying? Right. You can't just shut you can't just shut down and and and, and close the shop because because uh, because the terrain is getting rougher or it's changing for that matter. You got to figure your way out through it, or figure your way out in it. Right. You know, the one thing that I I love about what you're doing now, you know, some might love the music now, some might like the old stuff, but the one thing we can all say is that you're taking control of your career and you're making the music that you want to make. Um, you know, there was a period I think when you released Shots Fired. I think that was around that stronger period. You know, and that that single got shut down by the label. Um, how did you feel? Did you already know that was the direction that you needed to go in? Yeah, I, that was that was a dabble. I was like, oh, okay, I see. When and I was waiting on the, and the response was like, you know, it's one of those things where you just always kind of have it in your heart. Like, man, I'm gonna turn up, man. I want to go crazy. <laughs> and when we put it out, people just start, people start going crazy with me. I was like, oh my goodness, we might have found something. And what happened was we were going into the TGT project, and they didn't right. want that to interrupt what we were trying to do with TGT. So we mm. pulled it, which, which, you right. know, in hindsight, I wish I hadn't, but you know, everything works out, you know, everything worked out, right. but yeah, that was, that was the beginning of me. Like, man, we about to turn this thing up, man. We ain't going to be boring. <laughs> we're going to have some fun with this thing. Absolutely. So let's talk about this tour that you're set to, you know, hit the road, you know, with Robin Thicke, Fantasia and the bonfire. And what I love about this tour is it's a collection of R&B artists coming together, going on tour. You know, we saw that with the B2K Millennium Tour earlier in the year. You, Tyrese, and Genuine, you guys formed together, and then you guys went on tour, and it was uh, it, the response was extremely well. And, you know, what's the importance of you guys, all, all you R&B acts, coming together and, and doing things like this? Um, well, it just shows unity um, within the genre which is what we need. Like we need moments. We need collaborative, big collaborative moments that make a statement um, for our genre of music. Um, you know, the rap guys have figured it out. You know what I mean? They do it all the time. You know what I'm saying? DJ Khaled gets a hundred of the top artists and puts them all on one song. Like they've completely figured it out. You know what I mean? And so we got, we have to be smarter how, about how we present, um, present our music as well, because, because they have such big moments and they are creating, you know, such dope tours and all those things on the other side, like we have to do the same thing. We have to put our pride aside and we have to uh, be honest about what the money looks like and the sales and all of these things and do it so that we can create a bigger moment that will actually, you know, have a bigger impact later. You know what I mean? As we continue to build, build our space back. You know what I'm saying? Like right. you gotta, you gotta ask yourself, like when was the last, you know, R and B R and B tour in an arena. Right. You know what I'm saying? Where yeah. twenty thousand people came every night. Like when was that? I mean if you consider right. Bruno Mars R and B then you can say that. But right. you know, in terms of our R and B, you know what I'm saying? Like 
where where is it? It it hasn't right. it hasn't been, and it's because um, I think we're just kind of falling just a little short in creating moments. Every time an R and B artist gets his moment, he grabs it and he covets it, as opposed to spreading it and making it bigger, as opposed to planting seeds everywhere. You know what I'm saying? And grabbing everyone and being collective and creating a bigger moment. Um, you know, so I was I was happy to be part of this. You know what I'm saying? When they started adding more people, I was like, oh, this would be really dope. It's something different. I've never seen an R&B yeah. tour like this. Like, you know, Tasia, Robin Thicke, me, Bonfire, you know what I'm saying? Even from a demographic standpoint, like, we're doing some, we're blending here. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's probably going to be some people in the audience who don't know who I am, which would be really right. great. You know what I mean? Which would be really awesome to entertain those people. Um, and give right. them an eye-opening experience. So I love the tour. Yeah, and I love it because, of course, you guys all have classics, but this isn't this isn't necessarily a nostalgia tour. You guys all have current right. music exactly. out, too. So, yep. And it, I think that's beautiful because we don't see a lot of that. Right. So well, one thing I saw on your social media the other day, and, and I want to bring this up, is you wanted to make a point, and I should have mentioned it earlier, you're a Grammy award-winning artist. No, <laughs> I'm not. Songwriter. I'm no. not. They, no, you're they, not. It, it, <laughs> no, I just I found out the rules and the rules are whack and and it's just uh, it's just I mean it's, it's just a bad rule. You know what I mean? Like if if an album goes gold, everyone who was part of that album qualifies to get a gold plaque because they all helped make that album. Right. You know what I'm saying? If an album gets album of the year. Even if an artist doesn't even write one song on that album, only the artist gets the Grammy. Oh wow! <laughs> so we're left to like we're left we're only participants in a Grammy mm. award-winning album. We didn't, wow. you know, we didn't help make it. We're just participants, which I think is oh. a very, very bad rule. Yeah, we're gonna have to revisit that one and hopefully yeah. fix that. <laughs> Um, you know, uh, and, and then lastly, your R&B money label, you've been doing that for a while now. You had Dante Dante on, um, you know, on that label. What's going on with that label? What's, what's coming up? Um, we have a new artist. Her name is Feather. Um, we just did a partnership with, uh, with Motown and, um, she's out of Chicago, man. Really dope. Um, singer, songwriter, producer, dancer, all of the above. Um, and like, she's like, she's the next young wave you know what i mean she she kind of i don't know she got a vibe a really dope vibe about her and her music sounds like um nothing that's out right now um but it's 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 still in the it's still in the wave you know what i mean somehow some kind of way the way they put it together it's funny because i haven't even touched it musically you know she's just presented me with all the things that she had that she has and it's just it's just crazy it's crazy right. we're we're very excited about that Right. And then along with her, what else do you have go, come, uh, going along in the producing and writing world? Um, no, we worked on Monica, still finishing some of those songs. Um, um, Jamie Foxx has, has, has a new artist that is that is pretty dope, man. And so we've been working with her. I mean, I've, I've kind of just started like back, like writing and producing and getting into that space. And um, um yeah, that's it right now. You know what I'm saying? We just finished an elevation and, and gearing up for that to drop on the 25th. And, um, you know, top of the year, we'll start uh, moving more into uh, 
uh, you know, the acting space, more, you know, still in the stand-up and the comedy space. And, um, you know, we'll see where it takes us. Dope. So, Tank, that's all that I've got for you. Anything you'd like to add? Um, Man, get the album. That's it. Just get the album, man. Come to the shows. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's where we shine, man. You get to hear our story musically um, on these bodies of work, and then you get to come see it live and, um, and have a good good time, good experience, good R&B. Yeah, that's, nice. all, I, that's all we need. 